Hello there, welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. That is the NTT20 betting show. Picks ahead of the final day in the Championship and in League Two. I'm Ali Maxwell, he's George Ellick, and this podcast is sponsored by Betfair. We thank them for their continued support of both the betting show and the Monday podcast as well. We've got some exciting news. Re, the live show. Jed Wallace announced as our guest on May the 19th. Full name, please. Jedley <laughs> William Wallace. <laughs> you saved that. <laughs> we'll be joining George and I on stage or in two weeks' time at the Leicester Square Theatre. We've got one more guest announcement to make on Monday and then another to make before the event. I promise you it's going to be a huge celebration of the EFL. We'll be talking about the playoffs for sure, not betting specific, but we will be making picks for the playoff finals, which may be of interest to you from a punting perspective. We'll be uh, doing all sorts of bits and bobs and we'd love you to be there because it is going to be a big night. So join us at the Leicester Square Theatre on May the 19th. You can buy your tickets on the Leicester Square Theatre website, which is in the description of this podcast. Now, this pod is for over 18s only, very strictly. And if you're thinking of placing a bet this weekend or any time, make sure you're gamble aware. Head to begambleaware.org and never bet more than you can afford to lose. George Ellick, how are you feeling? Good, thank you, mate. Uh, I feel I feel well. I feel refreshed. I feel excited for what's going to be one heck of a day on, on EFL on Quest on Saturday. It's so exciting. And I'm glad to hear you're refreshed and ready to go. Uh, any mm. uh, podcast doctors might be able to diagnose a little lurgy in my voice. Um, <laughs> again, I don't know what's wrong with me this uh, this year. There's been a lot of it. And it's not great when you're a, a podder because it really does show through in that voice. But hopefully this low growl. I think you sound sexy. I, hopefully this will talk you through um, some exciting picks. Uh, last week, a good week. It's with uh, gritted teeth that I announced Michael Oberfemi scored for you at uh, a chunky, <laughs> he did, didn't he? At a very chunky nine to two. What a lovely take it was too. Uh, your Blackburn and Bournemouth overs got up, as did Preston. Your next best at Barnsley. Uh, your Nat Blackpool did not beat Derby. Your Lay Millwall did beat Posh, so that was no good. And neither of your big brave cobblers scored, but you were still plus three point two one points up overall. Very impressive week. And I, well, we took on League One final day. We had one winner from six, but it was an eight to one winner. Uh, Ipswich minus two against Charlton, exactly as we drew it up uh, and then hit the post a couple of times, didn't I? Cambridge, Cheltenham over 4.5 goals. It was 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Gillingham, Rotherham, that was no good on the overs. Bolton minus two against Fleetwood. They won 4-2. They needed one more goal as, as well. Uh, neither Scully nor Stewart scored. So, um, you know, the, the over 4.5 stuff was fairly justified. Four games in League One, one in three, went over 4.5 and four teams covered a minus two handicap. So uh, I'll be doing the same again. You won't be surprised to hear taking on the Championship and League Two this week. But George, uh, how are you approaching this week? And why don't you tell me what your nap is, your best bet in the EFL? I'm approaching it in, in the normal way. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you're going to be going crackers again with some outlandish goals picks. Correct. Um, I myself have already backed, I think, overs in four championship games so I'm going to be intrigued to see where you go um with that um but I'm I'm just you know I'm, I'm keeping a, a level head I'm going in I'm looking at the the, the bets I think are the best value on the weekend and I'm going to put them up as my selections that's it simple as that uh, and my nap is and you know regular listeners to the show may be unsurprised by this given it was my losing nap a couple of weeks ago just about but I am I have to have to back Fulham <laughs> at um five to two to beat Sheffield United away from home. Now this is obviously in terms of narrative, a proper case of a must win game for Sheffield United and a Fulham side who, for all we know, may well 
have been uh, sitting in the Crabtree on on the River Thames <laughs> for the last week, drinking snake bites. Um, we yeah, I mean it's impossible to know what Fulham have, have done in terms of celebrations, but I think you know often one one we will be talking about later. Right, but I don't think the price has moved enough uh, to to kind of factor in um, the the need for one team to win and, and the lack of it for another. But in this case, I, I think this is just completely crazy. I'd love to know if a team have ever won a league game 7-0 before and then been 5-2 to to win their next match. <laughs> um, anyone who watched the Luton-Fulham um, game would have seen a side who once their title was wrapped up when they went 2-0, probably, or maybe 3-0 up, um, seemed to absolutely revel in the freedom and the joyous nature of being able to play without any pressure on and they completely rattled Luton who just lost their heads really in the second half both kind of on and off the ball um, Fulham are a way better team than Sheffield United that's no disrespect to Blades at all because Blades are probably the third or fourth best team in the division but Fulham in terms of the players that they've got and, and the way they're able to operate are, are superb you've also got a couple of interesting wrinkles here you've got Fabio Carvalho playing his last game for Fulham um, so that is going to be in itself, uh, a massive motivation for him to go out with a bang. You've also got Alexander Mitrovic on 43 goals. Now, anyone who watched the Luton game would have seen, <laughs> even when he wasn't getting penalties, a kind of 5-0, the absolute dismay on his face. That man is desperate to score as many goals as possible this season. And I have no doubt that he will be as motivated here by his own personal standards rather than the teams to go out there and continue scoring. You know, It's got Harry Kane playing for England against Minnows kind of vibes this one, um, where Mitro is going to be coming out swinging because he's going to want to set a benchmark uh, in the modern era for, for goals scored in, in the championship. Um, you know, Blades are, of course, very, you know, very, very capable. It wouldn't be a massive surprise at all if they won, even on, on like a normal day between these two teams. And, you know, the second half against QPR, we saw how good they can be. But that's caveated by the fact that QPR went into that game with no form, with their manager on, on his way out. And, when it came to the fight, they, they didn't really show up and they weren't really there to be to be fought with. A team of, of Fulham's quality and I guess kind of the party atmosphere that's going to be inevitable in the away end here anyway, I think lends this to be so much tighter than the price make it out to be. I, I just think anyone who bets football purely on value, you know, you should you should always go into every single match with there being a price at which you would back any team, right? So if Sheffield United were say, three to one here, they would be my nap. It's not a case of, I think Fulham are going to win. It's a case of five to two being a misrepresentation of their their chances of winning that has been created by a narrative around the fact that they don't need to win and Blades do. Uh, I think it's a, it's an absolutely mad, mad price. Well, the fact that you're approaching this weekend with a cool head made me think of, of the League One playoff semi-final between MK Dons and Wickham. You are Liam Manning process driven all about value level headed and I'm Gareth Ainsworth going crazy because <laughs> wow isn't this the best day of the year I love it <laughs> I'm going on vibes well sort of I, I have what I think is uh, a fair idea of how final days work and want to make the most of it uh, and I'll be speculating again on, on three markets the over 4.5 goals market the minus two handicap market and the to score a hat-trick market for all the reasons detailed last week, which I am not going to go into again. Uh, last week went okay. I think, I hope we can do better this week. I'm, I'm actually going to pick 
two of the above from each league. So I've got 12 picks rather than the usual six. Uh, apologies for going rogue. Apologies to El Arbitro, who likes to keep a very clean picks results document. But it's the end of the season. Uh, I'm just about under 40 points up for the season. So I feel justified in having a little Superb. fun in the sun myself. Uh, in the championship... Yeah, there's a lot of candidates for this just because so many of the the exciting end of season stuff has already been sewn up uh, in the champ. I've got one strive then continue or collapse option uh, and it's Luton against Reading. Over 4.5 goals at 9-2, to that's 5.5. Luton, of course, are under massive pressure now after the 7-0 defeat against Fulham, which swung their goal difference from being a, a kind of net positive in the in the battle for the playoff spots to a, a big net negative. A point will not do for Luton if Borough and or Millwall win uh, because those two teams have a better goal difference. So I haven't got a huge steer on how I think Luton will handle this pressure. I think there's a chance they could just focus. Nathan Jones could get them so up for it and they just do the business with the minimal fuss because Reading are no great shakes and they have little, little motivation here. But if things are a little loose and the amount of injuries that they have and the players playing out of position makes me think that it might be. I think Reading are the perfect foil for, for this either way. I think Reading are an option for Luton just to batter them and win like, I don't know, 4-1 or something. Uh, but I also think Reading, despite not taking this hugely seriously necessarily, they have shown that they love to be involved in crazy games. In fact, 24% of their matches have gone over 4.5 goals over the whole season, which must be up there uh, in the whole of the EFL. They've had some crazy scores this season because they are a threat. Of course they are, but they are so bad defensively. So um, I think there's a strive then continue option for, for Luton here where they, you know, they get ahead and they just really put the, the foots on the throats of Reading and, and rack up four or five. But I also think there's definitely a, like a 3-2 in here. Um, so that's why I've gone Luton-Reading over 4.5 at 9-2, 5.5 with the Betfair Sportsbook. And then in terms of, of mid-table fun uh, or fun in the sun, a couple of shorter prices. I'm going to pick Peterborough Blackpool to go over 4.5 at 4.33. It is not the juiciest, uh, but it does tick a lot of boxes. Posh, already relegated, but playing well and wanting to head into the summer with confidence, playing some nice attacking stuff recently against a Blackpool side who are nice and secure, uh, who, who can relax themselves after after working so hard all season. They could technically grab a top half finish as well, Blackpool, if they win this one and, and a couple of other results go their way. So I think, you know, the, the whole feature of these fun in the sun, mid-table fun games is just a bit more space than usual. Um, you know, players running back maybe a little slower than they run forward. That's what I'm looking for here. So Posh Blackpool over 4.5 at four. Point three three. Remember, with Betfair, there's no cash-out suspensions on match odds picks for EFL games. So uh, if you pick any team to win or draw uh, on the Betfair Sportsbook, there'll be no cash-out suspensions during that game. Uh, George, what's your next best? Interleague 2. And it kind of breaks my heart to say it. Um, but I, because of my anti-post position and the fact that I will be, uh, well, I guess it's in a way an emotional hedge uh, or just a hedge, to be honest, not an emotional hedge at all, just a hedge. Um but it's, I'm putting it up on merit, not as a hedge. Mansfield at 13-10 to 10 to beat Forest Green on Saturday is my next best. Um, let me just tell you a, a story about... Uh, you like it when I do this normally? Yeah. Man, Mansfield's home form uh-huh. in League Two. Are you ready? Yes. It goes like this. Draw, draw. Win, win. Win, win. Win, win, win. Win. Win, 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 loss, win, win. Okay, that is absurd from a side who, under Nigel Clough, have managed to find a way to make that. You know, they they 
they are so effective and so good at home. And those wins, you know, they, they were beaten 3-2 by Sutton, but they beat an extra at home. They beat Northampton at home in their last five games. They beat Swindon at home. You know, it doesn't really matter who comes to town. Mansfield are, are normally able to dominate. And they've covered the minus one handicap in about half of those as well. That Their level of dominance in their home games is massive. And for Forest Green, you know, I, I don't buy into the idea that there's nothing to play for here. I think that their pride would have been severely dented by being top of the league since the second week of the season and dropping off top spot against Exeter on final day, uh, sorry, on penultimate day. And given that Exeter have a, have a game against Port Vale, I'm pretty sure Forest Green will go into this with quite a big notion of if we can win this game, there's a fair chance we still win the league and they will be desperate to do that. So this isn't about thinking Forest Green are sailing off into the League One sunshine, but it is about them being GATG, gone at the game. They are not performing well at all. It's been the case for ages now. You know, they, they were fairly unlucky against Harrogate that they weren't ahead at half time. They had all the chances and Harrogate kind of had one opportunity from a penalty, which they took. But in the second half, when you thought getting in at half time at one all and kind of equalising late on, they'd, they'd go on and make their dominance count against one of the least informed teams in the whole EFL. They kind of rolled over. They conceded twice fairly early on. They had a couple of opportunities late in the second half, but realistically... That they weren't really able to to kind of wrestle themselves back into the game, and I think going into this match, Mansfield, who need a you know, it was a disappointing draw for them um, on whenever it was Monday. Um, but going into this game, they are still just one point off Northampton and Bristol Rovers. A win here, and Cobblers and and, and Gas both dropping points would mean that Mansfield are promoted automatically. Um, so that the onus is definitely on them to win. That their record shows that they win plenty more than fifty percent of their games, and Forest Green's recent record is is fairly abysmal. Um, so, I think they are uh, far more likely than the thirteen to ten to, to to get a result here. Okay, I'm moving it into my championship minus two handicap picks. Uh, the first one is Swansea minus two against QPR at 7.5, 13 to 2 with the Betfair Sportsbook. I'm I'm certainly expecting goals in this one. This was another like the posh game that's. I think uh, 130, 4.33. Um, and I wanted to spin this one way and get a juicier price. I, I think there will be goals. And I think they're more likely to go to Swansea than QPR. I, I think QPR, especially after last Friday night, where they just got absolutely battered by Sheffield United, where Warburton's uh, emotional final home game took place, where there's been a lot of chat all week about who might come in and, and whether the club are doing the right thing, moving in the right direction. I think everyone's just desperate for the summer at this point. Uh, whereas Swansea, not really. I think they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, they got pumped 5-1 by Forrest uh, last weekend. They've had a 3-all and a 4-all as well as that in their last four games. So they've had some crazy high-scoring games. Uh, and I think it's just about um, continuing to, to show their fans how exciting they can be going forward. And I'm sure Martin would say, well, I'm going to make the tweaks over the summer to sort out the, the defensive issues. So I do think this is a classic case. And I talked about it a bit last week with um, with Ipswich as well, of just sending the, one set of fans into the summer excited about what's to come. I feel a great sense of anticipation from Swansea fans about next season. And I think final day is sometimes a good way of kind of uh, giving a, a preview to that. So Swansea minus two against QPR, uh, a QPR side that I think are just um, really wanting to hit the beach at 7.5. And then Birmingham against Blackburn, it ticks boxes for goals just in terms of mid-table uh, fun in the sun. Uh, but also, weird quirk, we had this fixture last year. I picked it uh, over 4.5 goals, which came in, and I picked it. Uh, I picked an Adam Armstrong hat-trick, which came in as well. It's the same fixture. It was 5-2 to Rovers last season. 
the scenario is pretty similar. Um, Rovers have had a horrible few months, which has come to an end. The pressure's off now. They know Mowbray's leaving. Um, I think they can kind of look forward to next season under a new manager and just play with a, a tiny bit of freedom away from home here. And Birmingham at the moment, very hard to predict. I don't think things are, are in great shape with Boya. Lots more rumours this week that he'll be leaving in the summer. So it's hard for me to predict that this team turns up and everything's great and they, they look really sharp. I think Blackburn could, could do them here and a 10 to 1 the minus 2 I'm, I'm willing to take that chance Birmingham's defensive numbers recently have been really poor so my minus 2 handicap picks in, in the championship are Swansea minus 2 at 7.5 and Blackburn minus 2 at a 10 to 1 with the Betfair Sportsbook uh, what are you going for next are you putting up a lay using the exchange I am mate I'm laying Bournemouth at 2.0 this is the game I mentioned earlier where I don't think it's been factored in enough um, the, the the change of motivation and, and you know I've got to be I can't sit here and say I think Fulham will be bang at it um, and with a straight face then say I think Bournemouth will be on the beach because their, their positions are very, very similar. They've both been promoted. They've both got little to play for in terms, well, nothing to play for in terms of where they finish the season. Um, but the, the key difference for me is that Fulham, I think, are just playing much better than Bournemouth. Um, I thought Bournemouth, I've said it so many times over recent weeks, Bournemouth have a knack of winning games when they're playing well and winning games when they're playing badly. And I thought yet again on, on Tuesday evening, I thought Forrest deserved at least a point in that game. They, in my view, quite clearly created the better chances at nil-nil. Um, Sam Surridge missing the best one. And then even at one nil, they had a couple of really good opportunities to make it, to make it one all. Whereas Bournemouth's chances were few and far between. Um, I don't trust... Bournemouth defensively whatsoever it feels to me like in every game even when they're keeping clean sheets in every game Mark Travers is having to make crucial saves to to keep it that way rather than them kind of not entertaining the issue uh, and, and teams being unable to, to break them down um, and Mill will come into this in really good form you know they they I, I laid them last week they swatted away posh um, without much issue at all they come into this knowing that they have to win the game and, and in my opinion you know, I, I think Bournemouth were trading about 1.65, 1.7 um, before the game in midweek. That is just way too short, like way too short. If, if these two just having a game um, at, you know, even with with Bill being away, um, uh, so I, I think even though the line has moved, I just don't think it's moved enough. Um, the only issue with the lay here, I guess, is that Mill will need to win. It, it makes a draw maybe fairly unlikely because if Bournemouth do go ahead and results elsewhere are going against them, then then Millwall might kind of down tools. But it, it's hard to see. And we know that Millwall are, are pretty difficult to break down. And, and they found a real edge in front of goal in recent weeks that we don't associate with Millwall, that we don't associate with with Gary Rowett's sides either. Um, you know, I mentioned the three goals that they scored against Peterborough last time out but that's not the only time recently you know they scored two at Birmingham in a, in a tour draw which is disappointing they scored four against Barnsley um, you know they've, they've scored uh, what is it seven goals in their last three games um, so I, I think they'll give Bournemouth a real test and uh, yeah at even money I think Bournemouth are worth opposing okay uh, next up I'm picking two championship hat tricks to be scored the first one I'm your biggest fan, I'll follow you until you score for me. Oba, <laughs> Oba Femi. Oh, no. George, Oba Femi. Here we go again. I've just picked Swans to win at minus two against QPR. Oba Femi, 90-1 to score a hat-trick. Wow. I, I still think, I still think. Bear in mind that there are people like Diaz at 22-1. to 1. 
there are so many players whose teams are maybe a little shorter than than Swans to beat QPR. Yeah, I like that. Whose strikers are just ridiculously uh, was just a huge discrepancy in price here in terms of goals uh, versus Obafemi and everything we've said about this kid over the last six, seven, eight weeks. I don't think anything we've said has been proven to be wrong. The guy scores goals. The guy is scoring goals, putting up good underlying numbers for a team that is scoring a lot of goals. So uh, if I think Swansea have a chance of beating QPR minus two at 7.5, then it stands to reason I would want to be on Obafemi to score a hat-trick at 90-1. to My second one, uh, I think there could be some fun in the sun at Stoke versus Coventry. There's something about uh, Stoke's style of play that that leads me to think they 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 don't really cut loose. But maybe this is the game where they do uh, at home to Cov. But I think Coventry might thrive if this is a game where there's just a bit more space because of the of the final dayness of it all. Uh, and I think one more big Giok performance to get on some radars or some more radars ahead of the summer. I like the matchup against the Stoke centre-backs. I think with his pace and his power, um, if there is space in this game, he's going to enjoy it. So um, just it's a mid-table fun in the sun fixture between Stoke and Kov. I want to be on Giok, Giokaresh at 80-1 to one to score a hat-trick. There are my two, Obafemi and Gyok. George, shall I do my shall I do my goal scorer now? Because I, I'm I'm putting him up um, to score, but I think there's also a, a mass. He's a massive price score hat trick, so I may as well Great. kind of come into it now. Please do. Tony Semenyo, Tony Semenyo, Tony Semenyo. I saw this and I was damn tempted. He's eleven to four to score any time, which is the selection. Uh, if El Arbitro will let me have half a point on him to score a hat trick at two hundred to one, that'd be great. Because, well, firstly, uh, let's look at Semenyo himself. He comes here off the back of scoring in both of his last two games, which is important. He's still playing. You know, I know that Andy Vyman has probably proven himself to be Bristol City's main goal threat or main goal scorer at least. But you look at Semenyo's stats in recent weeks, and he is if anything, trending towards being more of a goal threat. Um, I think he had eight shots um, in their game uh, against Derby, um, scoring one goal. He then had three shots against Hull, scoring a goal as well. They are a team who it's worth siding with in, in the overs for everything at the moment. You know, we, we had the 3-1 win over Derby. We had the 5-0 win over Hull. Now, both of those teams, are, Hull and Derby, are not teams you necessarily associate with high-scoring games at the moment, under Wayne Rooney and Trotter Alvaladze. So that goes pretty far to show it they are I, I guess the fun in the sun team at the moment in the whole of the, the championship coming up against the Huddersfield side where Carlos Corbran has a serious decision to make because they cannot go up obviously they um, don't have the biggest squad they are going to be playing in the playoffs so what does he do does he continue to play players such as Harry Toffolo Lewis O'Brien Johnny Russell Jonathan Russell who've all had you know fairly long um, well, surely well, he's got to play one of Johnny Russell and Jonathan Russell. <laughs> yeah, fine. Uh, does he, um, you know, or does he maybe look to bring in, um, after what's been a long campaign, look to give certain players a rest? It, it's hard to know. I, I guess you're kind of hoping that he does play something of a weakened team. But even if he doesn't, the way that Bristol City are playing at the moment uh, means that even if City are, are, are a big price at you know, a, a three to one. It's kind of similar to to the, my, what I thought with Obafemi and Swansea last season, where the fact that Bristol City are a big price in this case, their goal line is still pretty high. You know, normally in kind of as the season goes on, when a team is a big price to win a game, their goal their their goal line is low. But when you've got a side with little to play for, who are looking to attack at any costs, 
who've been scoring plenty of goals recently, um, their price, which is factored into the goal scorer price, shouldn't be. So I think Semenya is a massive price at eleven to four to score any time. That's the tip. But also, I'm you know I, I might have a Trixie with with Giok, um, whoever your first one was, uh, Michael Obafemi, of course, uh, and and Semenya. That'd be fun. Don't forget with Betfair if you bet. £10 on Ackers or Bet Builders, you get a £2 free bet to use. Also on Ackers or Bet Builders. Bet £10 on Ackers or Bet Builders, you get a £2 free bet for use on the same things. T's and C's do apply. Check them out on the Betfair website. Okay, well, I'm moving into League Two. I'll talk you through my over 4.5 picks. The first one is Newport County against Rochdale at 5.2, over 4.5 goals. I think it, it fits all of the bills. For mid-table fun here, Uh, Newport did massively lose their goal-scoring touch when the pressure was on. The last few weeks, they really dropped off. Um, Got that, got that great result, didn't they, in midweek? And I think, despite the fact that they can't reach the playoffs, this is this has to be a case of some fun in the sun, getting some good feeling back ahead of the summer in order to send the fans into the summer uh, excited for next season under James Robry. Uh, I think they can loosen up here. And Rochdale, they're always up for a bit of a crazy one. Um, I, I think that they are both fairly leaky at the back and have the chance or rather the propensity to 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 rack up a few goals as well on their day we saw them was it 4-3 against Bristol Rovers uh, last weekend same again this week would be great uh, as they move into the summer so Newport Rochdale over 4.5 goals at 5.2 just over 4 to 1 at 4 to 1 Harrogate against Sutton over 4.5 goals this one is uh, a case of strive then continue, I think, for Sutton, (laughs) is how I would draw it up. They are just outside the playoff places and they could feasibly get above Swindon, Mansfield and or Port Vale only if they do their bit first, Sutton. And yeah, they looked a little shaky against Bradford City uh, last week in losing 4-1. But Harrogate are not Bradford City. They are among the shakiest teams around. Uh, And I just think this is going to be a game with a ton of space. Two teams throwing haymakers, but Sutton throwing them a little more seriously, perhaps. The, the sort of icing on the cake is that these two teams have seen over 4.5 goals land the most frequently of all the teams in League Two. One in five Sutton games, 20%, uh, and 16% of Harrog- Harrogate games have gone over 4.5 goals. So my over 4.5 goals picks for League Two, Newport Rochdale at 5.2 and Harrogate Sutton at 5.0. Uh, next up for you, I've lost track of where we are, but I'm sure you haven't. Yeah, it's just my goals bet, and it's... it's... <laughs> going out with a bit of a um a bit of a whimper because i i mean i'm all over all the overs with you I'll, I'll be looking to find them but there's one game where i think the unders might be a bit of value and that's in preston against borough uh it's 21 to 20 um going into this one of two things is going to happen either borough um have to win in order to, to keep their playoff dreams alive and if they do win they have to get there or feasibly um it could be fairly just could be fairly uh, tricky for them going to a Preston side who aren't scoring many goals at the moment themselves. They're conceding a lot. But as we know, Borough's strikers don't score uh, is the issue at the moment. And I could see this descending into quite a frustrating afternoon for Borough themselves. I also think that if they are to get ahead, a win is so important for them that they will look to sit on that win rather than trying to to kind of crack on and progress and score more. Um, And also you have to factor in too that there's a fair chance fairly early on in this game um, the players and Chris Wilder will find out what's going on elsewhere and, and things could quite easily descend into it being a bit of a pre-season friendly because if Luton and Sheffield, Sheffield United are doing their bit, then um, it doesn't really matter what Barrow do. They, they can't get there anyway. So just, you know, looking on a week where Overs is, is such heavy favourites across the whole docket, um, just kind of looking to buck the trend a bit with one that at odds against 
uh, in Preston Borough. I think unders could be the way to play it. So uh, my League 2 minus two handicaps. The first one, kind of shaking my head as I say it because I think it's completely insane and wouldn't go near it at any other time. But I've got my Gareth Ainsworth Wild Thing leather jacket on. <laughs> so I'm picking Bristol Rovers minus three at uh, 4.5. Wow. They're at home to Scunthorpe. Bristol Rovers are fourth level on points with Cobblers in that third and the final automatic uh, promotion spot. They are five goals worse off in in uh, in goal difference to Cobblers. But while that sounds like a lot to make up, A, we saw with MK Dons last week against Argyle, it certainly isn't. <laughs> and B, they are playing against already relegated Scunthorpe, who have the worst defence in League Two, and who in their last fixture played eight players aged 20 or under. They're so short, Bristol Rovers, that I was just kind of looking for a way to, to get on the train and, and kind of cheer on Rovers' goals, because I think that would be exciting if that does happen on Saturday. And yeah, the over 4.5 goals was, I think, 130, 4.33. So if I thought there were goals in this game and that Bristol Rovers would be racking them up, I think it stands to reason that I'd back them at minus three uh, at 4.5 rather than the over 4.5 goals at 4.33. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of hoping that Scunthorpe just wave them through like those viral stewards at, at the Millwall match last weekend, just waving them through. Uh, Bristol Rovers minus three at 4.5. Um, I think you're done, aren't you? So I'll carry on. Yeah. Uh, in the same game, I've got a hat trick to be scored and it's Elliot Anderson. Uh, Anderson, the, the, the wonder kid of League Two, really, since he joined the division and the second highest shots per 90 in the league behind McCurdy. Scunthorpe been playing a diamond recently and I guess tactically, I think if they do so again, you know, naturally you'd think Rovers are going to be working it down the sides where there'll be a bit more space. I think they'll favour the left side, funnel everything down the left and try and get Anderson isolated with the right back, cutting inside the box uh, and getting shots off. Uh, he is he's a star, isn't he? Uh, big players have big games when the spotlight's on and it certainly will be here. Everyone will be watching to see how many goals Bristol Rovers can score. I've backed them minus three at 4.5. I'm backing Elliot Anderson to score a hat-trick at 50-1. to one. Uh, Then I've got another minus two, which is Swindon Town. Swindon could still make the autos. Uh, they they <laughs> would need four other results to go their way, but it's still on. And I think, I think it's quite a nice thing for them to focus on, rather than, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we're in the last playoff spot and two teams beneath us really want it. I think they can just focus uh, on, on kind of racking up the goals and seeing what happens. They're away at Walsall, who've had a real nothing end to the season. I think their eyes and Mike Flynn's eyes have been on the summer for quite some time now. Swindon, best away record in the division. So I just think we know they're a good side. We know they can score quite a lot of goals. Yes, we know they've got a bit of a rick in them as well. Uh, but I think it all lines up quite nicely for Swindon just to focus on getting the win, on scoring a ton of goals and then seeing where they land. Uh, so Swindon minus two is my pick at six to one. Uh, and then a hat-trick in the game between Oldham and Crawley. Davis Keeler done. Davis Kilo done. 50 to 1. <laughs> I just think he's going to take so many shots, mate. He he loves it. He likes shooting, doesn't he? I think this is the case of someone very keen to get a League 2 contract next season. Um, out of contract in the summer. He's already got 14 goals. If he could if he could score a couple more, you look at the League 2 goal scoring charts and his name would stand out um, uh, You know, beneath the, the sort of top ones. So Davis Kilo done, uh, I think, with the absolutely abhorrent allegations that have been um, levelled at John Yems, the Crawley Town manager or the currently suspended Crawley Town manager. You know, my perception is that Crawley 
it's hard to imagine that they'll be fully focused on on playing this match and finishing the season strongly. They, they have nothing to play for. They, they, they're going through this abhorrent situation off the field. And, and albeit Oldham are already down, and I know that there could be some some unrest, some trouble here. If the game does go ahead, uh, I just think Kilo Dunn's going to be probably trying the hardest on the pitch, um, taking a lot of shots. And at 50-1, to 1, he is my pick to score a hat-trick. So, George... Final regular season betting show of the season. We've still got one or two um, to crank out during the playoffs. What are your picks this weekend? Fulham are my nap to win at Sheffield United at 5-2. to two. Uh, Mansfield at home to Forest Green is my next best. Bournemouth are my lay at home to Millwall. Under 2.5, Preston versus Borough is my goals bet. And Tony Semenyo, Antoine to his friends, 11-4 to four to score any time. And then a little go at the hat-trick at 200-1. to one. So I've got 12 one-point picks, uh, six in the championship, six in League Two. In the championship, Luton versus Reading and Peterborough versus Blackpool to go over 4.5 goals. Uh, Luton, Reading at 5.5, Peterborough, Blackpool at 4.33 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, Swansea minus two against QPR at 7.5 and Blackburn minus two against Birmingham at 10 to 1. Obafemi to score a hat-trick at 90-1 to with Gyokoresh at 80-1 to of Coventry to do the same. And in League Two... Newport versus Dale, over 4.5 goals at 5.2. And Harrogate versus Sutton, over 4.5 goals at 4-1. to The handicaps, Bristol Rovers minus 3 at 4.5. And Swindon minus 2 at 6.1. And then some hat-tricks to be scored in League 2 on the final day. Elliot Anderson of Bristol Rovers at 50-1. to And Davis Keeler done at 50-1. to There we go. Thank you so much to, to Betfair for such amazing support of this podcast uh, this year we're hugely grateful and we're almost there league two and championship final day this weekend we've got league one playoff semi-finals as well we'll be recapping as much as we can on the monday pod and looking forward to that live show in two weeks time at the on the 19th of may at the leicester square theater please come and join us send us a tweet if you if you buy a ticket off the back of this it'd be great to hear from you and even better to see you there Get involved in the fun of Not The Top 20 Live with myself, with George, with Jed Wallace, with Redacted and Redacted. We'll see you there um, and go well, everyone. Have a great weekend.